All right, everybody, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. If you're listening to the for the very first time, welcome. Appreciate that. Uh, this is a podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to rant about basically utter nonsense, all sorts of crazy shit that's going on in the world. Uh, you could support the podcast by subscribing to the Patreon, which I have all sorts of bonus content there. Also, have some stand up comedy clips I've released there. I've had podcasts that I've had to take down for legal reasons. Those are also available on the Patreon. So that's Patreon, patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Sorry if I'm starting this off a little weird, everybody. I'm going live for the very first time uh, in a long time. I think the first time I've ever been live on Twitter. So we'll see how it goes. I had a few people say they missed it when I used to do live episodes. So I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll bring it back. Doing it at 445 on a Thursday. Maybe not the best time, but that was the time I was free. So if you hear me slowing down, it's probably because I'm reading some comments, but I'll try to, I'll try to keep it the same way, you know, big shout out to everyone who subscribes to the YouTube channel. YouTube channel has been doing well lately, getting a lot of, uh, a lot of action there. I guess my comedy is showing up in the search engine of another famous comedian. That's Dave Chappelle, everybody. I brought it up about how he, he had a joke on his last special. It was very similar to one of mine that I did like seven years ago. And I, I, made, I brought it to people's attention because I didn't want someone to come across and be like, oh, this guy ripped off Dave Chappelle. No, no, my friend. Quite the contraire. Is that how you say that? Anyhow, I don't, I don't think he ripped me off. I think it's parallel thoughts, as the kids say. But and nonetheless, I think that's showing up. Uh, you know, People are checking out the stand-up comedy, which is great to see. Really great to see. I'm drinking a can of Coca-Cola Classic right now. I know someone listening is probably like, that shit's horrible for you. It's got 40 grams of sugar. They use it to clean toilet bowls. There's all sorts of cancer in there. I know. I know. But I can't resist it. I barely drink it. This is the first can of Coca-Cola I've had in a long time. I do drink Diet Coke here or there. And I'll tell you what. There's a reason this stuff is so goddamn popular. It. Let's just listen to this one. Goddamn, that's good. People down in Georgia know what they're making. I'll tell you that much. Coca-Cola Classic. Beautiful red can. You know, Halloween is coming up. And then shortly after Halloween, we're going to be watching polar bears fucking over a, of a bottle of Coca-Cola. Polar bears drink the old school glass bottle of Coca-Cola, which I appreciate. There's something classy about that. Polar bear with a can of Coke it doesn't work. Their paws are too big. They would cover up the logo. It'd be bad product placement. So the polar bear will drink the bottle of Coke. You know, right from the bottle and just guzzle that sucker down. And it looks cool. It's a cool look is what I'm saying. Uh, thanks to everyone who came out to the shows last night. Comedians you should know in downtown Chicago. It's a show that I am still a producer of. Um, I do a lot. of. I, I run the whole damn thing. Without me, that ship sinks. That is not true at all. I think you guys could tell that I'm very much joking. But they're very fun shows. Uh, two shows every Wednesday. So if you're in Chicago and you're cool, and you go out on a Wednesday because you're cool, you got to make your way down to Timothy O'Toole's for a little Comedians You Should Know action. 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m. shows. Both really fun. I had a, a cool little exchange with someone in the audience during the late show in which, so this these two female friends, I don't know how old they were. I don't know, ranging from, they're probably like 30s. Uh, they're sitting like front table center. You know what I mean? Front row, bam, right in the middle. They're 50-yard line. They're where you want to be. And the one girl gets up to go to go potty, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, the, the Coke will make you burp. She gets up to go potty, 
during like right when the first comedians going up there. So the show is just starting. And then she she's gone for like 20 minutes. And her friend was great though. Her friend's laughing, paying attention, but you every now and then her friend kind of looks back in the room being like, where, where, where the fuck are you? I'm sitting by myself at a comedy show now. You have me looking like a dipshit. Did you did you fall into the toilet? What's going on with that? That's another thing too that I thought of. I'm like, people always make the joke when a woman takes a long time in the bathroom that they fell in. Guys, women don't fall in. They know how to go potty. Okay? I'm not saying no woman's ever just slipped in a little bit because you know she didn't check to see if the toilet seat was down. But I've never this whole idea that they they're falling in and it's affecting entire days is just a little far fetched in my mind. So anyway, the her friend finally comes back while I'm on stage. I make a little joke about it. She didn't seem that thrilled with it, but she didn't seem against it either. And you know, I'm doing a little crowd work, talking to the crowd a little bit, settling them in, being like, "Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? This is my face." And I noticed one woman had her mask on, like around her elbow, and it looked cool because it looked like she was wearing like an elbow guard, you know. And like kind of like the ones Michael Jackson would have worn, like in the black and white video. Remember, Michael Jackson for some reason started wearing like catcher's equipment during his music videos. He had a whole stretch there in the early to mid '90s where he was wearing like catcher's shin guards. You know what I mean? He had like a glittered cup he'd wear. A whole thing. I mean, it wasn't a bad look. It really wasn't. And so this woman had that on her elbow. And then the other woman, the one who was in the crapper for three comics, uh, she goes, "Oh, look, I'm wearing one on my head." It's, I'm like, oh, you got like a bandana thing going. She's like, no, it's like a bonnet. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then as soon as I said, oh, that's cool, she starts coughing up a lung. Like, I'm not talking about like a a little bit of a, like a throat clear cough. I'm talking like, like disgusting. Like this woman is is, like, it was gross. You know how much coughing she was doing. So immediately I was like, hey, how about you wear it on your fucking face and not your head? If you're going to be freaking hacking up a goddamn lung in the front row of a comedy show. That's just, that's disturbing. That's disgusting. Even if the pandemic didn't happen, say you did that in 2018, I'd be alarmed. Like just gross. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is that what you're in the bathroom for so long? Huh? You're trying to, const- you know, you're, you're, you're a super spreader. This woman has COVID and she's just spreading it all over the damn place. Oh, I hope the sound's okay. The internet is telling me I'm a little low here. Uh, it's okay. No biggie. No biggie at all. Okay. So, all right. Uh, another thing, but yeah, it was a fun show. Really good comedians. Steve Castillo was in town. Really good dude. A a guy who came up in the Chicago comedy scene. He's also a writer for Saturday night live. I think he's like their best writer because, you know, we follow each other on Twitter and all that. So I, he'll share every now and then, Oh, I wrote this sketch or I co-wrote this with a few other people. And those ones are usually my favorite sketches on SNL. So I think Steve is the best. And he closed out our 9.30 show. Uh, it was funny, though. When I was talking to him a little bit before the show, he said to me, oh, how are your boys doing? And I was like, oh, they're good. You know, they're f- before I can even say their ages, he was like, I'm ta- oh, I was talking about the Cubs. And I'm like, well, it's the World Series right now. And clearly, they're not in the fucking World Series. And then he's like, oh, I don't really follow. And I'm th- in my head, I'm like, Steve, I can't tell if you're joking with me right now, bud. Because if it's a joke, it's funny. To be like, how are your boys? And then I answer about my actual sons. And you then say, oh, I was talking about the Cubs. That's that's silly. That's fun. I could appreciate that. But then, he, I don't know. Maybe he should be on camera on SNL. Steve, I think you should be a featured player because your acting was very good. Because in my head, I'm like, no, I think he legitly meant the Cubs and wasn't asking about my sons. But if he's asking about the Cubs, 
shouldn't he know that we're in late October and they're not playing anymore? The World Series is going on and they're not one of the teams? Because then he was just like, I, I don't really follow. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, then don't fucking ask because you don't care. Right? Like, hey, how's that sports team doing? And then I start to tell you and you're like, oh, I don't follow. It's like, well, why are you asking? I would never do that to anyone else. You know? It's, it's a stupid fucking thing when you think about it. Because it's you're asking me how a thing is. I start to explain how that thing is. And you go, oh, I don't know anything about that thing. Okay. Well, maybe then shut the fuck up next time. How about that, Steve? I hope you, I hope you fucking listen to this one day. I hope someone cuts this into a clip. And it goes all over the internet. Joe Kilgallen is calling out Steve Castillo. Okay. Cause I need to get in some fucking Twitter beef. I think, no, I actually love that dude, man. But you know what is sad? I, I will bring this up again. You know, I mentioned the uh, Chappelle. That's uh, actually on the Patreon. My, my whole, statement about the Chappelle special the closer but uh i i'll i'll say this this is separate than anyone's thoughts on what's what it's that there definitely does seem to be an economy around enraging people to make money you know what i mean i don't know if i explained that that clearly but think about it there seems to be something where i don't know there seems to be money in dividing people I think we've all known that in a weird way. That's why we always felt like the media and the press kind of divide people. There's, uh, you know, in unnecessary ways to, but there's, I've seen it in comedy a lot right now. If you are, you have to be very far one way or another. And I, I'm not even saying like your beliefs, so to say, but there seems to be a benefit in releasing a piece of content and ruffling some fucking feathers. You know, getting people really, really enraged. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Now, if I put out a piece of content and people don't like it for whatever reason, and, you know, naturally some people are like, this guy sucks, or I don't like what he fucking has to say. And that naturally happens. Fine. I'm not trying to please everybody, nor should anyone who's like in the arts and I always do the quotations when I talk about comedy as an art. I, yeah, it is, but it just seems so fucking pretentious. You know, we're not painting pictures, right? We're telling dick jokes. But my point is that like, I don't want to live in a society or take part where people are encouraging you to piss people off on purpose, or there's money to be gained from pissing people off on purpose. Have you ever noticed that? I feel like Kanye kind of mastered that where he does a bunch of crazy shit. And then you find out, Oh, he's releasing a fucking album in a week. You know, I just I I just wish we could see through that as a society because I've, I've been thinking about it. The Chappelle stuff has been trending since it came. It's been I've never seen something trend this long that wasn't like majorly political. I mean, because this has been trending for. It's been it's been at least two weeks, I want to say. And it's like, damn, you know, are, aren't we over it? Are, aren't we past it? I'm not saying that if you're like. Yeah, no, I am. I feel like you should be past it at this point. You're, you're, who's ever pissed off, whoever's not pissed off, by keeping it going, I just don't see the benefit in that. It's, and I think he wants to keep it going. You know what I mean? He released that thing on Instagram. I, I don't know. A lot of it just seems like, oh, that's what we have to do now. You can't just work on a really good hour and put that out and, you know, entertain people. You also have to, I don't know, just, piss people off on purpose someone used the phrase there's a, a hate economy and i don't know what that I, I don't know if they mean hate economy means uh you're making money off of spreading hate i think that's probably what they mean by it 
But there's also a hate economy and people make money off of getting you to hate their shit, right? You put something out there that you know one side's going to not vehemently hate. They're going to strongly hate, hate it. And by doing that, the other side will then come out of the woodwork to support you. And that's where you really cash in. Uh, that, that's just, it's a weird thing to me, you know? Um, there's a lot of great comedians out there and great artists who are putting stuff out there, but I feel like if it's just out there and everyone's like, yeah, that was pretty great. It kind of fades very quickly. But if someone puts something out there and, and half or not even half 30% of people like hate it, it stays around and it gets people talking longer. And it's, I feel like, and then they make more money off it for whatever reason. It's just, it's ugly. It's a fucking ugly thing to me. And I wish, yeah, I, I don't want to have to think about that shit. Uh, next time I do an album, maybe I should fucking have a joke like this just to piss off this group. And then everyone rallies to me. If you guys see me doing that, no, I'm doing it for the money. I'll fucking straight up tell you. It is a cash grab, my friends. A cash grab. Um, I got my hair cut yesterday. Or no, it was a few days ago I got it cut. Probably should take a little more off the top. Anyhow, um, I know I'm shifting gears in a weird way here. I'm going right from... The whole thing with what's going on. Like PETA. All right, I'll get to the haircut thing in a second. PETA announced today they want Major League Baseball to rename the bullpen to like the arm barn, I think I heard, or something like that. I don't get it. I don't like, I understand what PETA does in other, there's a lot of things PETA will do where I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Sure. Does bullpen offend bulls? Who does it a fucking offend? Does it offend vegans? If you're a vegan and you're at a baseball game, are you staring out at pitchers warming up thinking, those sons of bitches, there should be actual bulls in there. Like, oh, I don't get what this is. Other than PETA being like, you know what? No one's talked about us in a while. Let's stir up, let's stir up some shit. Let's literally stir up some bullshit. That's what PETA's doing. They're stirring up some bullshit. And then someone from PETA is going to be like, you know what? We don't like the term bullshit, okay? That implies that bulls take stinkier dumps than any other animal, okay? And they don't, and it's hurting their feelings. These bulls, they've heard about the bullpen in which they're not invited. They're not invited. No one asks actual bulls to warm up in the bullpen. So we don't like the name. We don't like the term bullshit. And I don't know. Maybe they're doing it like I was saying before with like, you know, comedians and musicians and all that shit. They they stir up some heat. They get some heat around them. They say something a little bit like they're not supposed to. And then everyone starts talking about them. It gets them trending. They sell more copies or sell more of wherever they're selling. Maybe PETA's like, we haven't raised a dime in a minute. It's a global pandemic where human beings are dying and actual human beings are caring about each other more. So we gotta get some, we gotta get some money. Let's let's throw some shit at the wall. Not bullshit, though. Let's throw some shit at the wall. See what sticks. And maybe, I bet they do. I bet. I would love to see. There's got to be some website that shows. What's up, Chad McDaniel? How you doing, buddy? They've got to, There's some website that shows like, like the quarterly or monthly earnings of different charitable groups, different foundations, organizations, what have you. And I would like to see what PETA's numbers are in November for October. It's end of October. Maybe I'll have to see what it is like December to see if they got a bump end of October going into November because maybe a bunch of pe people like me are making jokes about PETA and how lame it is that they're asking major league baseball to not call it the bullpen anymore. 
And because of that, they'll have their hardcore PETA people being like, fuck that. And they'll donate money to kind of balance things out. That's, I just, can't we use those powers for good? Because is there one PR or marketing person out there that could use their bullshit uh, skills of deceiving the public for, for something good? Could you deceive them in a way that actually benefits? But no, that, that never seems to happen. I take another sip of my drink there. So think about it this way, though, too. Uh, like global warming. I remember talking about this with a friend of mine a long time ago. It was like 2005. And he, when people were saying global warming is a lie. And he goes, well, if it is a lie, it's a good lie. Because it's trying to get people to care about the environment. Hey, maybe we should pollute less. Maybe we should drive cars that aren't like, you know, spewing shit into the world, all that kind of stuff, right? There should be something to that, you know? So I, I think if it's a, if it is a lie, which I, it's not like 99% of scientists all agree um, that global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, is a real deal thing. But I'm saying that before, like, I don't mind a lie like that. I don't mind a lie that's going to get people to do some, you know, good stuff. Obviously, I, I don't want a lie that controls people or anything like that. But think about that, though. As a society, if you see doom coming and you want to lie to be like, hey, I, I don't wanna, you know, I don't, I don't want to fuck with anyone's heads over here, but you know, some shit's going to go down. So if you guys could all look out that window while the other shit. Yeah, I think that was in uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. I know it was Infinity War. Spider-Man had his buddy make a distraction and then he fucking slipped out in the Spider-Man costume. Those are kind of like things like that where I think I got a little off, off uh, message here. But my point is... Um, is that like with with global warming and other such stuff is that like you can fucking I totally got off message completely because in my head I'm like wait a minute am I encouraging the government to lie to its citizens I am not everybody I'm not my point was though that uh there's some shit out there that like that's why I didn't buy global warming as a lie because if it's a lie how who's it benefiting so and if it is a lie then it's a good lie because it's getting you to actually take care of some shit my point is like with the environmental stuff, I think I was going off of PETA. I was giving PETA shit. You know what I mean? Where they're like, the bullpen thing makes no sense. Like if PETA came out to fight for something else where it tricks us into eating more vegetables and we later found out, oh, what the fuck? Then it's like, all right. You know what I mean? I know a guy who lied to his kids telling them that broccoli was dessert. And so then their kids would be like, please, Dad, can we have broccoli? I'd love to have some broccoli, Dad. So he like, the kids literally believe broccoli was like fucking popsicles. And so they would beg for vegetables. He tricked them into thinking vegetables were dessert and like sugar, you know, and they, when they got older, they were like, they found out and they're like, what the fuck? But then as they got even older, once they became adults, they were like, that was pretty brilliant actually. Cause I, I'm in great shape. I'm very healthy. And then you got to appreciate that. You know, I always think about that, like with health class, you know, like that we got to think outside the box because your health really is all you got. Think of it this way. I have a friend who I'm sure I've mentioned this on this podcast before. Uh, he's very skinny now, but he was very large growing up. And I remember asking him because he showed me a picture of himself once. Where I was like, whoa, dude, you look nothing like that now. Holy crap. You must have lost like 150 pounds. Good on you. And he was like, yeah, it was really hard. I'm like, but once I got going, it was not that hard. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's getting started. Getting started is always the hardest part to anything you determine. You know what I mean? You're going to put your mind to he said, he goes, I was 20 years old working in a mall. I saw these like hot girls walking by. And I thought to myself, if I don't lose weight, I'm going to die a virgin. And that was all the motivation he needed. 
I remember thinking to myself, you know, we should be doing that like in health class from like maybe not a seventh grade on perhaps, right? Like age of 13 through like, you know, senior year high school, 18 or whatever. You have the health class thing, you know, maybe even, yeah, start around seventh grade when they separate the boys and girls, you know, they have the girls going in the other room to be like, oh, you're going to be bleeding forever. And then, well, not forever, but you hear me. And then you got the boys in there and the boys, you know, what they tell us, you're going to get some boners. It's going to be awkward for a minute or two, but it's great. It's a great thing. Then you tell these same boys and then you do it for the women, the women's side, right? You, you bring in like a model, a male model, female model, whatever, you know, standard, like this is clearly a good looking person. And you say to them, hey, you see this good looking person, right? You know, the guys in swim trunks, the girls in a bi bikini, you go, you're never going to be able to hook up with something like this if you are in horrible condition. Okay. So let's exercise. Let's take care of ourselves. We'll drink some more water. You'll be more confident. Look, we're not saying everyone has to have a six pack. We're not doing that, right? But we want you to be healthy. Let's we're, we're, we're coming at this from a healthy standpoint and having sex with other attracted people will make you healthy. That's, that's the point. That's what you got to get going with, right? Like that is not even a lie. That's like a true thing, but you're using, look, sex sells. We all know this. And I remember being in LA when I was living in LA, a friend of mine was like, look at this billboard. This woman's wearing next to nothing to sell water. And I go, and she was a vegan. And I go, hey, what if they're doing that to sell veganism? Would you be upset if it was turning more people vegan? And she's like, actually, I wouldn't be. I'm like, well, then there you go. Sex sells. I know what they're doing. At least they're selling it to something healthy, right? It's not like she's smoking a cigarette selling Newports, you know? She's like, hey, drink more smart water. If you guys could hear my two-year-old son in the background yelling about something. What's up, dude? All right, there we go. Um, yeah, if you guys have been wondering, it has been a lot of solo podcasts lately. I did have Jessica Lene on two episodes ago, and uh, it's going to be solo for a while. I'm all right. I'll, I'll, what I want to do is I want to start another podcast where I have the same co-host every week. I'll still have the Joe Kilgallen podcast, of course, which will be me just ranting about all sorts of other shit. Uh, sorry if this episode has been a little bit of a clusterfuck, but um, my back started hurting about 10 minutes in. I need a new chair. That's important. Get yourself a new chair. You can't really be doing a podcast if you're uncomfortable and your back hurts halfway through it. It's a dumb move. But I want to get an, I want to start another podcast with like one of my, you know, I got a few friends where I'm like, dude, imagine if it was just uh, me and you on the mic, you know, a couple once or twice a week. We could, you know, do all sorts of fun. We could be a themed podcast. We could do all sorts of really cool stuff. I just think it, that'd be really fun. Um, and I still like to do this, though. I'd keep this podcast to talk about whatever the hell I want. Uh, I like the freedom of just hopping on and doing, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. I think that's that's like a fun way to do it, you know? And then occasionally I could have guests when I wanted. What'd you just call me? Oh, Potato Head, my two-year-old son. I thought, he, I thought he called me something. I don't even, even want to say. I was going to be like, where'd you learn that one, young man? One of those deals. Oh, I did tease the haircut thing. So I got my haircut. Solid cut, not bad. Got it about... Uh, when I get it over the weekend, anyway, so four or five days ago, I went in there and luckily the one woman who I normally get was her, her thing was open. So I got to go right there. But while she was cutting my hair, I noticed another dude walked in and he was waiting for someone. I think he'd like an appointment or he was just like, oh, I'll wait for this guy. He probably gets that guy a lot. And then the other guy's just kind of like, oh, fuck, I guess no one wants to get my hair cut. I noticed that guy was like bald. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, <clears throat> excuse me, I burped again. Imagine being a bald barber. I know they're out there. And I'm not saying bald people can't cut your hair, you know, 
That is a good point. My two-year-old could be my co-host. I like that train of thought. He's probably more insightful than most of the dickheads I talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I thought about it. If you're a bald barber, I, I imagine when you decided I want to be a barber, you probably had a pretty good head of hair at the time, you know, and then you started losing your hair, but maybe you didn't notice it at first because you're sweeping up hair off the floor all day. You don't notice your own hair is coming out. Then all of a sudden you're doing some shampoo and you're like, oh, what the fuck? What's hair? What? Oh, no. You know, you're getting like clumps of it. And, and that's a tough thing to realize because you're now becoming a bald person, but your whole livelihood, your career is cutting heads of hair. So how much jealousy comes in? I wonder if they, if you're a bald barber and someone comes in with like a, just a luscious mane, just we're talking sexy, just like a beautiful, like real, who's got a great head of hair, like a Brad Pitt type, just type, of, you know, I was jealous of Brad Pitt's hair because he could rock it long. He could rock it short. I've never seen it curly, but who gives you, if he, if he, if he could rock curly hair too, I would question if he's a real human being, Brad Pitt anyway. Cause you're like, you can't have everything asshole. Right? So I wonder if the bald barber sees that unbelievable head of hair and ever has a moment to himself where it's like, I'm going to butcher this piece of shit. How dare you come to a bald barber? You're rubbing it in you motherfucker. Right? I wonder if he just goes, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of the back for you. And then just totally just, like just with, with the clippers, just fucking does a weird little pattern. Not enough where he would know the person would notice, but like it's uneven, clearly uneven and just sends them out into the world. And sure. That person's probably like, I'm not going back to you ever again. You bald headed fuck. How dare you cut heads of hair of us people who still have it, you know? Uh, but I think, I think I would, I would lose it a little bit there. If I was bald and I did cut people's hair, or maybe it's one of those things where they could handle it. Like Sam Malone and cheers. He was a recovering alcoholic who was a bartender slash bar owner. He was able to do it. You ever think of that? You were a recovering alcoholic, which means you had a lot of fun, right? I'm, I'm not, you know, I encourage people quit drinking if it's a problem. Hey, Blazing Phoenix, my day's going really well. Thanks for checking out the live feed, live stream. Talking about Sam Malone here now. Now, Sam Malone, I was talking about before these barbers who are bald, but they're, they're still cutting that hair. Good on them. March on. But like, I don't think I could, if I, you know, I'm in my thirties, right. You know, if I decided in a few years to quit drinking, say my 40th birthday, I look back on a couple decades of heavy drinking. I'm like, that's enough for me. I got to stop. I don't think I'd be able to hang out at bars regularly because I would just associate it with alcohol. And that'd be the same thing. If I was a bald barber every day, sweeping up hair, cutting hair. I don't know why. Maybe they just really enjoy being around it. I just would be a really sad realization to me. All right. I got a good question here. What if the great head of hair guy requests a bald barber? Maybe that's a very good point, by the way. If you have a great head of hair and you walk into a place and you request the bald barber, maybe you're thinking to yourself, I want the bald guy because the bald guy appreciates hair because he no longer has hair. You know, like in the movie, Captain America, the winter soldier, not the Winter Soldier, the first Avenger, I mean, I apologize. The scientist who comes up with the super soldier serum, he basically says to him, you know, you're you're a good man. And well, you're a weak man too, because a weak man appreciates strength. So just like a bald man would appreciate a full head of hair, he would do a great job. I like where your head's at with that one. You know? That's a good that's good thinking. 
So the guy with the illustrious mane of hair, he walks in and says, give me the bald guy. He's going he's gonna to handle me with care because he knows. He knows any moment now, it could all just fall off your damn head. Yeah, it is a game of chess. I like that. Uh, Blazing Phoenix says, yeah, I'm trying to get my hair back. College ruined my hair. You know, we're, we're all doing the best we can out there. I don't want the bald listeners to think I'm coming down on bald people. I'm not. I'm not. This was not an anti-bald thing at all. This was just me questioning how a bald person could cut people's hair every day without it depressing the hell out of them. That was just what I was wondering. You know, it's like if you, you know, were losing weight, you wouldn't want to be working at an ice cream shop. If you were like, you know, it's all, that's the thing. That's why I was questioning Sam Malone from Cheers. It's like, I don't understand how he could do it, but maybe he still liked the atmosphere of a bar. And he just, he realized you don't need alcohol to have a good time. It fucking helps though. If we're being honest with ourselves, it truly helps. But if you have a problem out there, I'm legally required to tell you to go and get help. Makes you not required at all to say any of that shit. I can say whatever I want. That's why I like doing the podcasts like this. I can literally say whatever I want. And that's the thing. We should mention this, people. Uh, no one's trying to shut anyone up. You can say whatever you want until the government steps in and says, you can't say this. Free speech is not being threatened. It's just not. Uh, the thing of it is, though, you're going to have people who don't like what you say, and then they're going to fucking you know, be up corporations' asses to try to stop you. So just know that, which, which in, in some cases does suck. It totally sucks. Cause it's like, can you just change the channel? That's what I don't get anymore about some of this stuff, you know? And, and, and for that, for the people who are outraged in that regard, where they were like, you didn't watch the Dave Chappelle special and you were talking all this shit. I can understand that. Cause you should watch it before. But then again, if you hated his last five, why are you watching this one? There's been people who were caught. People took screenshots of a few people's threads where they were like, I'm so disappointed. Dave Chappelle. I'm like, you've been saying that since all of his specials from 2017 on. He's released, I think, six, five or at least five or six specials with Netflix. And there are people who've hated every one of them, but they keep fucking talking about it. Man, if these people, I that's what I'm saying. I started this podcast off for those of you joining the live stream late. I started this podcast off by talking about how there is like an economic advantage to having us people hate your shit in a weird way. That used to be a thing too. Like people would release a movie that had like you know, some pornish elements to it, I suppose. And, you know, these like Christian right groups would be like, we're boycotting this movie because it shows, it showed a couple nipples and people were like, it's got nips. I want to see that movie. And they would go see a movie that was pretty much a piece of shit movie with no story, you know, and just to see some nips. That's how desperate people were in the nineties to see nipples. Cause we really didn't have, you know, porn in our pockets. Like we do today with cell phones in the nineties, even before the eighties. Oh my God. Dude, in the 70s, if a girl, if a woman on camera showed like a little upper thigh, that movie was number one at the box office opening weekend. Or maybe even the second weekend. Because someone might have been like, oh, I got dragged to this movie. But guess what, man? I saw some thigh, dude. Thigh. How, how high on that thigh? Pretty high, bro. Pretty fucking high. And then everyone's like, well, all right, I'm going to see this movie next week. I got to see some of that thigh. That was what it was like. Because people just didn't have nudity readily available. Now nudity is like boring, man. There's times where uh, I could watch a movie and if tits show up, I'm like, it almost takes me half a second to be like, oh yeah, shit, tits. I still get excited. Don't get me wrong. When when those when those boobs pop across the screen, I'm still pumped. But it, it takes some time to register. We're back in the day, pre-internet, man. Ooh, you saw some tits. 
it was an instant. Oh my God. Are there, am I supposed to see these or does everyone else see these too? Or did I just develop power in which only I see breasts? You know, I hate the term breasts, by the way, staring at a woman's breasts. When you hear someone say that, that sounds more perverted. If I heard, if one of my friends was like, how are her breasts? I'm like, how are her, bre- what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I would be, you know what I mean? Like if you're setting someone up on a date, what she look like? Oh, blonde hair, but you know, green eyes, kind of very, very attractive. Thanks. You know, tall, she's like five, nine. And then he was like, let's talk about her breasts. I'd be like, guess what? Not setting you up with her now because I, I she's a friend of mine and I, and I don't know what you're going to do. Breasts, please. You call them tits or boobs. Okay. What is another term that's pretty good? Now, nah, boobs and boobs and tits are the best way to say it. I think I like boobs. I think if I'm around women, I say boobs. If I'm around guys, I say tits. I'm being honest. I'm just putting myself out there, letting you know. Well, we got here. We got another comment here from what is your name? We got a YouTube comment from JJ Mal Malaprop. Sorry, man. I'm just gonna call you JJ. In uh, the 70s and 80s, if you showed boobies, oh man, hormones to the roof. Dude, exactly, exactly. I don't. It was a special time. You know, sometimes the simplicities we miss the simplicities. I really do. But then some things we evolve to, and they're even better. Like Halloween. I like that. Like, I've already seen a couple of people posting pictures going, hell yeah, I'm going to sexy Ted Lasso. And it's just women wearing these fake mustaches and like a sweater where they did like super low cut, like V-neck, where they cut it themselves just to be like, yeah, I'm going to rock it. It's Halloween. Am I not going to show cleavage? Like, I dig that. I dig that. If you're a dude out there and you're still like against the slutification of Halloween or against sluttiness in general, you're missing out. Lean into it. Okay. Because I, I, lo- I love, because also the women who, these women who dress this way on Halloween, they're the best in all aspects of life because they're women who are confident. They know what they like. They know what they want. Right. They have no problem being like, I want to dress a certain way. You know, I still think the only people, everything goes back to jealousy lately. I've noticed the only people who would hate on that are people who are maybe jealous. I don't know. But yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. I kind of wish we didn't take just casual nudity for granted. Right? Some good stuff to that. Blazing Phoenix mentions Golden Girls. Dude, can you imagine if you saw Blanche's boobs just randomly on a Sunday night episode of Golden Girls and just Blanche comes in? Just someone brought that up with me recently. I heard someone talking about like Sex in the City and Golden Girls, like a thing with that. Like, like Sex in the City is almost like a prequel to Golden Girls, right? Because I don't know if that's true. They're, they're, that's a stretch with that. Cause they all live in Florida and golden girls, but they, they seem to have an East coast vibe. So like they were all, you know, New York ended up sex in the city style. Then they get older and they go down to Florida and Blanche is the one Kim Cattrall, right? Kim Cattrall, very sexy. There's a movie called Porky's, which isn't very good, but you see some side Bush. That was a thing in the seventies and eighties. You would ever, you know, side boob, big fan of, but you'd get side Bush because the women back then didn't trim. Or shave, like, really. So I remember, and there was a scene where her skirt comes down and you see a glimpse of side bush. It's ever so slight. But I remember seeing that movie when I was, like, nine and I got the pause, you know. You had to be quick with the pause back then. Again, these kids today, you have it too good, I'm telling you. No, I think that's good. I don't like hating on the younger generation. We Don't we want them to have it good? Again, see, another thing goes back to jealousy. Every now and then you come across some old guy who's like, kids, they have it too good and it makes them mad. And it's like... 
No, because didn't your parents say you had it too good? Everyone should be having it better along the way. But then again, if I could double back real quickly here, I also believe that there, the simplicity, the, the simple things need to still be there. You know, vinyl records are great, right? I'm, I'm, I, I don't read the newspaper, but I don't like the idea that those will probably not exist. I just feel like there's some, at least books, get rid of newspapers, I suppose. I, I guess you don't need to print them. You're cutting down a lot of trees and shit. But I like to read a book. I don't want to start reading Kindle. It's going to hurt my eyes. Not a fan. Uh, so this Zuckerberg came out with a new Facebook thing he wants to do. And I'm like, fuck off, buddy. Just give it up. I'm okay. I'm, I, look, social media is here to stay. It's great. I'm connecting with people right now. We're doing, I'm doing a podcast. Some people are watching and getting some cool things going on. He goes, I'm not jealous of the hot planet. They're going to inherit it. That's very funny. It's true too. You know, and then blazing Phoenix says, when my generation is old, we'll probably have robot servants and we'll be jealous of that. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, of course. Right. But at least we're now admitting we'll be jealous of it. Where those people you say, Oh, I bet you're jealous. They just go, no, fuck that. I like drinking hose water and playing in the mud. I'm like, Playing in the mud's better than a fucking PlayStation 5. Eat my ass, dude. It's not. I'm not saying playing in the mud is bad. There's some fun, fun times in the mud. But you know what I mean? Linda, what's up, my Canadian friend? She says, I miss the Sears Christmas catalog. I do too. I do too. Sears, JCPenney catalog were great for toys. I remember seeing the toys and it would give you ideas of what you wanted through that. So that part is kind of cool in that regard. Miss those catalogs. Um Linda, I don't know if you're just jumping on, but earlier I was talking about, you know, boobs and stuff like that. And yeah, the JCPenney catalog was all you had in pre-porn days, pre-internet. You know, you could type in a porn website on your phone right now. But again, you appreciated that. You looked at those women like the, they look like business women. All those women in the bras in the JCPenney catalog, they kind of look like this. I just, I just came back from a meeting and I'm putting on a fresh bra. That's what, or they're getting ready in the morning. Going like this is the bra for me because I'm a businesswoman and this is a business bra. I appreciate that. You know, it was a good read on the toilet as well. Very good point. See, uh, this is lovely. See, this part of social media is nice, you know. But when you get the Zuckerbergs out there who you just know are kind of using it for evil, Facebook in particular, I I I can't I can't trash that site enough. It's been proven to show you shit you don't like on purpose. Because that's what this it comes full circle. This is how I'll end today's podcast. Either, by the way, everyone, thanks for listening. I started out talking again about like there's money and division and money and hate. They will show you stuff on purpose to enrage you. So you comment going, oh, well, you're a fucking idiot. And then that all those comments back and forth, it keeps you on their app. That's what they want to do is keep you on the app as long as possible. Facebook was the first one to really do this. They have that Facebook marketplace now. They invented that so you wouldn't go to Craigslist, you know? Facebook stories, which is also Instagram stories. They own Instagram. They did that. So you wouldn't go to Snapchat and they're competing with TikTok now, which they're going to, they're losing that one big time. Everything they do, they even have a, there's a Facebook like dating app. Now they don't want you to loot, to leave their website. They want a monopoly on websites where they're the only website you ever have to go to. You want gossip on your friends, go to Facebook. You want, you know, everything is, is that's what it is. And it sucks. It sucks. Cause it is not making us better as a society. It's really not. It's like everything. Moderation is the way to go. You know, I, I, of course I go on social media and there's a lot of it I like, but you got to know it. I would love it even more if I didn't think these companies were intentionally trying to fuck you up in the head. 
There was that documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, I want to say. I highly encourage everyone checking it out because they'll show that these companies will, oh, they, they track you. So they know. They'll be like, oh, Linda hasn't been on. She hasn't checked Instagram in five hours. All right, let's tell Linda that one of her good friends that she often likes their post just had a new post. So you get a notification. Linda gets a notification saying, oh, Jill has a new post. Let's see Jill's new post. Then you're on. And before you know it, you're wasting 15 minutes scrolling away when you were in the middle of doing something productive. Like that's the fucked up part of social media that I can't deal with. You know what I mean? All right, let's uh, let's go back to this real quick. Uh, side note, this is a great replacement for my lockdown void. Glad I found you. Hey, thanks, man. As far as the Cubs thing goes, I, I think legally I can't start an official Cubs podcast, but I might do some Cubs videos on, um, there's at true blue Cubs. If you're a Cubs fan listening, everyone, if you're not just give me a second, I got to plug this at true blue Cubs. I'm going to start doing like little two minute videos on there just about like, you know, the off season, how it's going and you know, things I think the Cubs should do. Cause I definitely miss talking about the Cubs. Uh, unfortunately it just wasn't working out at lockdown. I got nothing bad to say about that network. Great people over there. Great podcasts over there. It was a lot of fun to do. Just five days a week. The money wasn't quite worth it at that amount of days a week. And it was just, it was some, yeah, I just, it wasn't long-term fit for me, but, uh, you know, great people like yourself, uh, I got to come across. So thank you very much. Uh, blazing Phoenix says, speaking of Christmas, you want a great way to torture someone, make them watch a Hallmark movie marathon. They will beg for death. Uh, once you've seen one of them, you've seen them all the Hallmark movie marathons. That's for, that's very much true. Speaking of holidays, Halloween, everybody, I hope you all have a great Halloween coming up. I'm looking forward to it. My kids are super into Halloween. They love uh, all that stuff. So they're, they're carving pumpkins pretty soon. A um, little late this year to carve pumpkins, but we've been doing all the Halloween stuff. We've been, I'm actually looking forward to Halloween being over. <laughs> I love it, but like it's, it's. Uh, I feel like we've been celebrating it since like right after Labor Day. It's been like a two-month Halloween celebration in this house, and it's great. Looking forward to it. You guys have yourself a great weekend. Have a great Halloween. Appreciate all this. All you guys watching it, you know, checking it out live and commenting on YouTube and Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, I'll be back uh, with another episode. Maybe this live thing I could do every now and then, you know, just pop on for like 20 minutes or so. Don't have to necessarily release it as a podcast. Uh, but again, thanks everyone. You want to support the podcast. Uh, check out patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. If you're in the Chicago area, I got a lot of November dates at the laugh factory. That means you should know. So go to joekilgallon.com. You guys are all the best. And as always, cheers.